hello, and welcome to episode 56 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a podcast where I could talk to some of the funniest people on Twitter. And this week's friend is a very nice and funny TV writer, Allie Garfinkel, at Allie Garky on Twitter. We talk about how she locked down that cool handle, what it's like working in the world of television, and also working as a video game tester. And we talk about how she produced a podcast during some very fine actors indeed. And while we're at it, she answers some questions submitted by some of our finest listeners, like you. So I hope you, our finest listener, enjoy Friends of the Show, episode 56, with at Alligarchy. Like music? Yeah. Some music? I was just looking because it says Long Island on your uh, <laughs> Skype name. And this is oh, a yeah. Long Island anthem. An Long a, Island. Original song by uh, this guy on YouTube. <laughs> Wait, is it like the official anthem? Do we have Do we have a theme song for Long Island? No, I think this is it. I think this is like a, it's like a fan, fan song. Oh, okay. So, okay. Inspired by. It's kind of nice. It's uh, the video is just a bunch of pictures of what I'm assuming is Long Island. It was like saying (laughs) some of them have like the names of the spot, but not all of them. A lot of it's just beaches, which is very nice. (laughs) I mean, we are technically just one big beach, so. So it is a Long Island. It is a Long Island. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that accent. Yeah, I, everyone tells me I sound like their mother. Yeah, you sound like um, you're on The Sopranos or something. <laughs> Sopranos. Wrong, uh, wrong side of the spectrum. I'm skewing more towards, uh, like, um, uh, Seinfeld. You know, it's more it's more Jewish than Italian. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, the levels sound great. So, basically, cool. welcome to the show. Um, hi. Thank hi. you Yeah. Um, this is the show. I used to play the theme song. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, let's do it. Podcast. Nice. Okay, that's a jam. That's a little bit of a jam. <laughs> a little bit of a jam. Shout out to Kyle I. Davidson. Thank you for the theme. And welcome to our guest. Thanks for <laughs> joining me, Allie. Hi, thank you for having me. So, for the listeners, Allie is a great, very funny, and nice TV writer <laughs> living in L.A. Uh, from Long Island. <laughs> and, Hell yeah. Yeah, repping um, uh, on Twitter at Alligarchy, which is a great yeah. handle, first of all. Like, you should just tell right away how clever this, this person is. That's a great handle. Thank you so much. Were you very happy when you thought of that <laughs> and it was available? I was. I was. I, I had something else that I was using for for a while that was like that I was like oh this is gonna be my thing and then I I think I just like sat up in bed one night and was like <gasps> something better <laughs> and just and just immediately changed all my stuff to it because I was like that's it even I started an LLC and it's also the name of my LLC oh wow <laughs> like it's, I'm Brandon baby I'm that's going full, full yeah you're all in wow that's a great uh, well I mean great branding right you gotta secure all the channels you gotta yeah, lock it down domains. on all the domains, all the mediums, mm-hmm. um, and whenever a new one pops up, you gotta get it on that just in case. 
yeah, just in case some weirdo <laughs> wants to make into sex stuff. Yeah, what were some what were some of the uh, failed ones that have recently come up? Um, Ello, that tried to be a thing very recently. Oh my god, that's right. Um, yeah, so there's those new ones that pop up here and there, and you don't know what if was, you have to. What get. was the other thing? It was like it was like anonymous Twitter. It was I think it was green or something. It, oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, it was all anonymous and supposed to be ad free or <laughs> yeah, decentralized. Uh-huh. Um, elephant or something. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what that one was. I never joined either of those ones because uh, I know I. I only joined the big boys. Yeah, we won't betray our Lord and Savior like that. Yeah, the hell site that we are slaves to. God. Talking about Twitter, that's my main one. That's my uh, main boo. He'll never uh, daddy. stray. Yeah, give me that microblog. I only want snippets. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing deep. Nothing too deep. Nope. I just want to skim the surface of civilization. Um. So, what was your other? What was your original OG uh, Twitter hair handle? Um. It used to be. So there's a. I don't know if it was. If it was like widespread. The comic strip. Do you remember? Um. Hagar the horrible. Oh yeah, Viking guy. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So I thought it was maybe just like a Long Island Newsday thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the widespread news, and I'm sorry if that offends that I didn't know. Um. But it, I had uh, Agar the Terrible was my original original uh, name. Oh, Agar um, because yeah, A Gar. <laughs> uh, yeah, first name A, last name Gar. A lot of great options there with those um, with that A Gar Ali Gar. You know. Right? Yeah, except I only use like the same two names for years. <laughs> Still good. You locked it down. Yeah. So, um, what were you on in the? You're you're probably old enough to remember the old olden days internet. What uh, what were you doing on the olden times internet? Did you ever get oh, on to MSN? Man. Were you on ICQ? Were you ever visiting MySpace? Did you ever check in on Foursquare? Did you invest in Pets.com? Uh, I logged into AOL. Uh, just like everyone else. AOL AIM. Well, before, I mean, AIM was, AIM was like the bonus feature that came after everyone realized that people on AOL just wanted to talk to each other. So then they, then they did the AIM thing, but AOL, like I used to, when I would sign on, I used to go to, there were these chat rooms that were just like word games and, and someone would set up this thing where it would be a word you would have to unscramble, and then everyone in the chat room would have to unscramble it first, and you would get points. And it was just, it was like the old school, like there weren't even any flash games that did yet. It was just a person with like a bot who would who would just submit words for everyone else wow. in the chat room. And the chat rooms, I don't know, I mean, I'm saying the word chat rooms, and I feel like people are just like, what Message is that? Message boards, but, yeah. Yeah, we're a room where you could talk to people live for some reason. And they only allowed, like, 40 people at a time back in the day. Like, there was a limit to how many people could be talking online at once. Uh, Yeah, there was always an administrator or a moderator. (laughs) Yep, yeah, and you would get booted from the room if you were were bad. But so so these chat rooms would fill up, and I used to leave a stapler on the enter key of my keyboard so it would automatically keep trying to log me in. So if someone got kicked out or left, 
I would be wow. I would be entered into the chat room immediately. Hacker. And that's how, that's how I got in. <laughs> Real hacker level stuff. Yeah, it's like it's I think it's like the equivalent of people who used to wait outside theater doors like by after the first act just so they could sneak in for the second act. Like that's always what right. it felt like. That was that was my version of it as a 10-year-old. That old move of sneaking in with the smoke crowd. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, old message, old timey message boards, and it was always it's for something super niche. <laughs> it was like, you know, like Reddit has like r slash whatever. Those message boards would be about <laughs> a certain thing too. It'd always be like about mm. a band or something that it was a bunch of fans conglomerating about. How long has Reddit been around for? That's a great question. I don't, I don't actually know. I'm not big in on to, to Reddit. Um, yeah, me neither. But that's a great question. Probably not too old, right? <laughs> I I feel like it's right. It's relevant. 2005. 2005. Tw- oh, my God. 2005. 15 years? So, yeah. Pretty. 14 years? Pretty old. Crap. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, old-timey message boards are very similar to the Reddit of today, but with a few <laughs> differences. People didn't know how to use the internet. It was a lot of... Uh, not well. I mean, there was gifs. It was a lot of like slow loading images that loaded bar mm-hmm. by bar. <laughs> yeah, I remember trying to make like the Angel Fire homepage, and all those little images just took up so <laughs> much space, and you would like run out of room on your web page, which can't even happen now, but it did then. My God, I feel like I'm a hundred. Yeah, yeah, and thinking I about honestly, the old internet is kind of it makes you feel very, very old. Oh, my God. <laughs> and why did everything have to spin? All of the little icons, everything was just spinning. Everything um, spun. <laughs> everything was sparkly. Everything was just, ugh, I, I remember know. I was so happy when I, like, coded my first page and I got the counter to work. And then when, like, <laughs> s- like some random people had visited the page, I was like, people visited. People yeah. saw my <laughs> HTML code or page that had nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like had some some text that I wrote, like very cool. Yeah, yeah. The old timey internet. So those those are those are fun old days. But what are you doing on the internet today? What are your top websites? Uh, you know, Twitter. I'm sure is. Uh, oh yeah, something Twitter's you my number lot. one favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. So I recently got into. I've been using the Citizen app, and I. I made the mistake of downloading it. I shouldn't have downloaded it. Now I can't delete it because... So, do you know the Nextdoor app where the people in the community post about what, everything that's going on? Okay, I know about it. Yeah, so it. so there's like, there's different menus and you can, you know, people who are selling furniture or people, um, people who are asking questions about the neighborhood. And then there's also crime and safety where people will post... Like people who have been stealing packages or any crime that's happened. And someone kept asking about the helicopters. So someone on the next door app was like, check the citizen app. And I was like, what is that? So I downloaded it and it's like real time crime just sent to your phone, just blocks radius around you. And I was already kind of afraid to leave my apartment (laughs) just because of the world in general. But this Oh, man, there was one that was like literally coming from inside the house. Like I got an update that an assault happened and it listed my address and like the little map thing was like pinpointed on my building. And I just sat up in bed and I was like, oh, my God, I need to delete this. Holy shit. (laughs) I I need to get rid of it. I thought (laughs) following like the Toronto police services was bad. It's like my that version 
for me, you're like, oh, wow, that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on that I never oh, really yeah. knew. Oh, yeah, and people, like, post things from police scanners, like, people, and then you can record stuff if you happen to be there, um, and it's, I can't stop looking at it, and it's insane, and I feel bad, because some of this stuff sounds truly horrific, but, oof, you know, drama. Guess, <laughs> drama. Yeah. a lot of bad stuff going <laughs> right? on, all right, <laughs> yeah, drama, I mean, drama. I'm pretty lucky, I've never been involved in, uh, in some, in crime, uh, have you yeah. ever, have you ever been, uh, uh, criminalized, assaulted? Um, I have been followed home and threatened to be killed oh. by a woman in my neighborhood. Uh, I was, I was extorted by a drifter who had found his way into our building. Okay, I like this one. <laughs> All right, tell, tell us more about the drifter. <laughs> the drifter. Okay, so he was this guy, this crazy guy, where he had taken advantage of an old man in the first floor of my building. Uh, and he, like, convinced the old man that he was his spiritual father or something like that. So then, you know, when the police came and they were like, you can't just move in with this old man, the old man was like, no, he's my dad and and I love him and all this stuff. And it got really, it turns out it's a lot harder to kick people out of a building than other people think it is. Right. Uh, And so he just stayed and the apartment number that they were in was apartment number three. And the parking space that I had at the time was number three, but it wasn't because it was supposed to go with the building. The spaces were just numbered as they were. So this guy who didn't know anything about our building was convinced that I was just using their parking space and then tried to get me to pay him for it, but like (laughs) didn't want me to talk to the manager about it and like told me not to deal with them and that they were stealing from people. And this whole thing happened. And it was one of those things where someone just comes in like late to the game and tries to pull one over on you, but you've just, you've been through other shit already (laughs) and you already know that it's bullshit and you're just like, ah, I'm going to have you save your breath. Like this isn't going to work on me. Like this is never, I'm never going to pay you for my own parking space. Yeah. That's the best. Not going to happen. But then he started like following me around the building and then he came up to the third floor, which he had no business being on because he was on the first floor living with that guy. But he like followed me up to the third floor. Like, and it was it was an intimidation thing. Like he just wanted me to see that he knew where I lived. That's, um, that's not so you nice. know that Drifter, that stuff happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does happen, and unfortunately, that is bad. But luckily, yeah. nothing happening this time. Yeah, so. no. I've been I've been left alone for a little bit, and it's it's been it's been kind of nice. Although the woman who threatened to kill me was it was only a few months ago. Um, <laughs> okay. But you know, shit happens. <laughs> I guess. All right. But yeah, you yeah. think you could probably take her though. 1v1? Uh, I no, I I could not have and the police were called uh yeah. But and I you know I could tell that this person was not in their right mind, but at the same time it's like she wouldn't let me out of my car cuz she told me she was going to kill me. And so mm. at a certain point it's like, well, I've done, I've reached the end of how far I can take this on my own. Yeah. If you can't call the police about that, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that feels, that feels legit to me. Well, glad you escaped that (laughs) harrowing experience (laughs) also. I love LA. It's so, it's so full of fervor. Fervor. That's one word for it. And I guess you got to like drive everywhere too. Oh my God. Well, I don't, I apparently I don't drive nearly as much as I, people expect me to. I've had my car for, I think like a year now and I only have like 2000 miles on it. All right. Keeping it close um, to home. Well, cause everything is, everything is 10, everywhere I go in LA is 10 miles away. 
You know, it's like I don't really go. And if I do go places, most of the time I Uber. So my so my car doesn't really get a lot of use out of it. But I need it. You know, no one no one cannot have a car in L.A., unfortunately. They're trying to make it so no one wants to use their cars. Like I, they're just making parking harder. So I think they're hoping that people will just abandon their vehicles, but they're not it's making not public happen. transportation easier. They're making the parking harder. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had um, no not not like trouble driving in L.A., but I you know when you get stuck in the traffic, you're like, oh, it's like this all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it just we just live like this. Even even you know, ten o'clock at night on a freeway, and I'm still in bumper to bumper traffic, and it's like, what did I? What did we do? How did this happen? How did we get here? How are there not enough lanes across to help this? Yeah, the the, like, the slow on the freeway. This? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. How can we do better? Uh, we need flying cars. What do we need? Oh God, help us! Have you seen those flying cars? They got them now. <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah, they're like little drones. So they have like eight or nine like propellers that go all the way around, and you can uh, sit in the middle and you go like, "Ooh, flying a little car." I hope they all run me over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be the next thing. Here we go. Mm. What's um What's the craziest piece of technology that you have? You uh, you have a smart home. Oh no, I don't have a smart home. Craziest, I guess. I mean, I have um, I have a PlayStation VR, like the virtual reality Ooh. headset. It's not. I wouldn't say it's crazy because there's there's so many other VR things that are so much more impressive and better than what I have. But I guess in terms of like level of technology like advanced, it, yeah it yeah it might be the most sophisticated thing i own maybe yeah maybe probably yeah what's your favorite vr game oh my f- um or what do you what do you use it for um well i don't have a favorite game it's like, like the games aren't <laughs> the games aren't like nearly as sophisticated as they they're going to be yet so everything is a little bit choppy and it's hard to be like i love this game but there, there's a game that I've been, I played, I stopped for a little bit, but it's called Transference. And I think it's like Elijah Wood's company made this VR horror game. Yeah. Um, and I started playing it and I was, I, I scare relatively easily. So it, it was, it made me a little jumpy, but it also makes me really motion sick. So it's like this, mm. this, yeah, where, where the, the game makes me sick, but I can't stop playing it, but then I have to, and then I'll stop playing for like weeks because I just remember how nauseated I got playing and then I just, and then everything stopped. So I don't even remember what I got up to in that game, but it was pretty good from what I remember. Well, shout out to Elijah Wood. He loves horror. Yeah. Shout out to my boy, Elijah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. I haven't, I've never entered my, into the VR realm. I've never immersed myself in a virtual world. Um, but my cousin has the Oculus, uh, thing, I think. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Like runs off a computer and it's like legit, but I have never tried it, but I will one day venture into that world and, uh, maybe I'll never come back. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the dream really. That's truly, that's the dream. <laughs> like, just, yeah. that, like that movie Wally, you know, where everyone's like in that, just sit like to me, I don't know. I don't know why they had to go back to earth man i feel like they had it made everything that was fine life <laughs> they had it they had a good thing going Those and chairs then, were money yeah and then jeff garland had to go and ruin it all i mean jeff garland <laughs> jeff garland man he's, he's right? great. he was the voice of the he was the person right yeah 
Yeah, he's 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 the person in that movie. Yeah, in the robot movie. It was a good movie. Shout out to Wa- the Wally. Yeah, uh, great guy in space. <laughs> Shout out to the Wally heads out there. So speaking of video games, I was looking on your IMDb, and it <laughs> oh, says God. that you worked on video games. That's pretty cool. I did. I worked uh, actually where I met. Uh, one of my very best friends, we worked together as video game testers for Square Enix. Um, it was one of the first jobs that I got out here. It was back in like 2012 or 2011, I think. Uh, I had just finished up or I was finishing up grad school. And I knew that my loans would be due shortly. So I was <laughs> like, I should just get a job. And I randomly saw that a video game company was... Uh, or it was a, it was a recruiter. A recruiter was hiring four video game companies, and I was like, well, why not? I I've been playing them since I'm six years old, and if anyone can do a job like that, it's me. And uh, I got it, and I did it. <laughs> and it was it was not great. It's not it's not the dream that people think it is. It's still a job, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not the fun <clears throat> part of playing video games. Yeah. Like so, if you could condense the feeling of like when you are playing a video game that you love and it suddenly freezes or crashes on you, like imagining that happening to you 50 times a day because what you're playing is not a fully finished and rendered game. It's right. a piece of shit. You're playing <laughs> it because it's not ready <laughs> like to yeah, find out the problems. It's crap that you have to scoop up and it's like just it's not it's not fun. <laughs> And yeah. it's it's punch clock, you know, you go in mm-hmm. the hours were okay. It's like 10 to 7 and it was um the Square Enix building is. It's right by LAX. So the the commute was shitty, but some of it was fun. I met, I mean, like I said, I met one of my best friends and the culture is what you think it is. And it, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's a, you know, it, I guess it's what you make of it. It so wasn't, it wasn't a, a bad of, time. Uh, there dudes, are much worse. A lot of dudes with beards, maybe. Yeah, a lot of dudes with beards, um, a lot of a lot of pent up sexual aggression uh, that manifests itself in rudeness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you know the types. Yeah, I've heard um, just some stories, uh, you know, <laughs> tangentially about people who've worked at, as video game testers, and it's yeah, kind of like that, like people sitting in a huge like warehouse type environment, everyone's in like on like consoles, just like working away, like it's not. Not very, not glamorous. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they're just so nerdy and so horny and so mad. It's just, it's not a good combo. Right, yeah. They need to have spaces where they can go and chill. <laughs> or just, you know, work things out with their moms. Work things out. <laughs> so, video games sounds pretty cool. So, yeah, you got your stamp on some video games. What's your favorite one that you worked on? Ooh, favorite one that I worked on. So the games that I worked on, I did uh, a rhythm game for the 3DS called Theater Rhythm, which was like I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard of Final Fantasy, uh, the very notable franchise. Um, and they they collected all their music and they made like um like a Guitar Hero kind of game out of all the music from the franchise. Uh, and so that was the first game that I tested. And then I did Kingdom Hearts, the other 3DS installment, uh, arguably the worst one. Uh, <laughs> not not because of me, thank God, but just because just because you know not all games are winners. So um, that that Kingdom Hearts one, I kind of only have figured heard about that one recently, but it's like it just combines every <laughs> like property or whatever. Like there's just you can be any character or whatever. 
Yeah, um, it's it's an RPG using Disney and Nintendo uh, and um, Square Enix characters, right? Essentially, uh, it's a weird, and I forget. I guess there's like a whole story behind it, but some of them aren't true. But yeah, it's basically uh, it's and it's a lot of people's favorites. But the story's really complicated, and I that was like the first Kingdom Hearts game I had ever played it was the one that I tested. So I was just like, I don't. I don't know what's happening with this. I don't know why there's like six versions of the same character and everyone's named nobody. Like what's happening? Um, so I did that one and that was like, okay. And then I did, I tested Final Fantasy VII for when they were trying to release it on the PC. They, I don't know if you remember that. That mm. was, <laughs> there was a whole, there was a, a whole thing where they were going to release Final Fantasy VII for the computer um, and then Square Enix had these servers up where you could, I guess you would play it, you would log in and play yeah. online, but like it wouldn't be with other people. Uh, but then the servers didn't work or wow. something. And my my only job was just to make sure the game didn't crash, which it didn't, by the way. So uh, I did my job, um, but then it got like really screwed up and then people didn't get their money back and then everyone was mad at Square Enix. <laughs> so that was kind of, that was kind of the end of that. Jeez, but, what a debacle. So it never got released on PC? I I don't th- I think they did and then they took it off and they were like never mind uh, we're just gonna do this later and better which they are doing um, they're now releasing seven again and it's like HD and 1080p and whatever it is like high resolution they re-rendered the whole game and I don't know I saw the trailer for it and I felt nothing so I don't know and I'm a big fan of the franchise so we'll see which we'll one see are they what on happens. now aren't they on they're on like ten or more. They, they've done a lot. They're up, they're up to sixteen. So fifteen was the last in the last installment in the franchise that they made. But they've been like they'll remake older ones once in a while. Like they remade twelve. Um, they remastered ten and the sequel to ten, which was also terrible. Uh, and they. Uh, so now they're like remaking seven and everyone seven was a lot of people's favorite. So people have been looking forward to this for, I think, like a decade. People have been wow. looking forward to the game being remastered and redone for better technology and better systems. And they they did it. But now people are mad about the voice acting and other <laughs> things that I didn't bother reading because I didn't really care about it. So I was like, I don't really care what the Internet opinion is on this because mm, I don't care. <laughs> So it is wild. I never thought about, yeah, like re-releasing. I mean, I know uh, Hollywood does it all the time, right? Like now uh, every, everything gets rebooted, all the franchises. But I guess video games, why not do it too? Well, because if you, if you have the chance to like, if you look at an old Nintendo 64 game and you have the chance to now see it in like 4K resolution with like beautiful graphics, I mean, hell yeah, right? Like, who yeah. who would not want all of their favorite old video games to look like masterpieces all the time? Like, you want that cinematic quality in everything you play. Yeah, I want GoldenEye 64, but HD version. <laughs> the HD version of the 64 graphics? Yeah. <laughs> not No longer the blocky-headed <laughs> Russian soldiers. Oh, my God. Or, like, the, the laser watch. Did you ever play that one? <laughs> Laser watch? Yeah, there was a level at the very end where you had to escape. Like you were locked in a train car and it was going to blow up. And you had your laser watch and you could escape as long as you uh, used your laser watch to laser off the hinges oh, of the oh, trap the door. Oh, the little nooky things around yeah. the thing. And you, and you had to jump through, what was it, the floor of the train? Yeah, you got to do it. 
Oh my god, yeah, I lost that level a lot, I remember. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I remember when I beat it for the first time, I like, <laughs> jumped up and down, yeah. you know, so uh, satisfying, right? That's what games used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, games were satisfying. Yeah, love a good old video game. Um, what was your first video game system? What's your what's some of your classic uh, video games? Um, so the first, so the reason I got into video games in the first place was because my mom was into them because of a friend of hers, and so my mom ended up buying the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, and she started playing uh, the Legend of Zelda and Metroid and like the classic and Mario and you know all the all the old games, and then I would watch her do it all the time, and then eventually, like, when I could get my fingers to work the way they were supposed to, as a six-year-old, I started playing them as well. So the first the first two games that I played and fell in love with were uh, Super Metroid and Zelda. Mmm. Side-scroller and RPG. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those, I mean, they're like the super basic answers, but it's, I mean, it's true. They're, they're my favorite and they're still my favorites. And Samus is a woman. Take that, sure you nerds in the basement. <laughs> she sure is. Yeah, but she's a woman that doesn't talk though. So right. of course. Uh-oh, it doesn't pass yeah. the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, what? No, it's how, but it's a suit. Well, She's wearing yeah. a suit. And it's like the better you play, the more naked she gets at the end. So that's <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> if that ain't a reason to do it. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that was I think that was the incentive is that people were like, all right, if I can beat this game in under three hours, she's going to be in a bathing suit. And it's like, can you just imagine like those big, just beardy dudes just hunkered around their tiny screens trying to make out eight bit boobs. Like I just think about you know what? I can't imagine that because let me tell you, <laughs> I had a video game that my dad got from a friend and it was this, uh, like 1001 games in one, uh, on Nintendo. And it would be, it's like this huge list of games and you just go and you pick it. Um, and it was a lot of just like the same game over again, but had a different skin on it kind of thing. But mm. But the, they had this one game, and it was uh, like strip uh, rock paper scissors. So it was like a woman who was clothed, and you were ostensibly paying, playing rock paper scissors against the computer. And every time you won, she would like remove an article of clothing. Wow! <laughs> and let me tell you, it was wild. At the end, the computer hand is going so fast between like rock paper and scissors that you have no chance of just getting lucky if you push it at the right moment. And then when we when we finally won, <laughs> there was there was nothing underneath. It was all there was no nipples. It was all smooth. <laughs> oh no, like a Ken doll. It was like a Ken doll. What a oh, anticlimactic uh, <laughs> time of my youth. But uh, pretty fun, pretty fun. Rock paper scissors, strip rock paper scissors. So with no boobs, strip with rock no, paper scissors, no boobs. no boobs, no payoff there. <laughs> but you Jeez. know what? The satisfaction was beating the computer at the at the rock paper scissors. Yeah, I'm sure that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just mad you didn't see titties. Uh, well, you know what? It was it was <laughs> worth putting in the hours to try and beat the beat the <laughs> computer for rock paper scissors because we thought we were going to see an animated breast, but we did not. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what what else have we got? What else are you doing with the internet these days? Trying to cover all the all these internet topics. 
Um, I mean, mostly just trying to avoid other people's reactions to TV. Like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so tired of everyone complaining that TV doesn't meet their exact qualifications or specifications. And just, and especially people who aren't in TV, like the people who raise money or try to raise money to remake shows when they're like, it didn't end the way I want to do it again. It's like, you do realize it's never going to happen. That's, so like, that's not... That's not how te- – like, the network doesn't give an F that you're not happy. Like, the network's already made their money, and they're continuing to make their money. They don't care that a million people were disappointed. Like, they don't care. Yeah, they they famously don't care. Remember all the shows that have ended up being just a dream? Like, yeah, sorry, yeah. audience, who cares? <laughs> yeah, like, remember how many people were mad at the, about The Sopranos? Remember how many people were pissed when they found out that Lost was being made up as they went along? Like, you're never y- – once the thing is made, like, a, they're not going to put the time and effort into doing it again. Also, these actors have, like, a million other contracts that are probably starting already. It's like they're not going to spend another year of their life making this effing show for you. Like, they're not going to do it. They have other things to do. Everyone who worked on the show now has other things to do. Like, yeah, because no they worked on the good show, they got uh, to work on another thing. And that's what they want to yeah. do. They don't want to keep doing the show. What was it that... Um, that uh, fresh off the boat uh, lady this week, Constance Wu. That was that was hot in the news recently, right? She uh, oh yeah, the sh- her show got picked up, and she uh, sent out some tweets saying that she was not happy about it. And like, and on the one hand, it's like okay, like you should be grateful, blah blah blah. And she was like, I she said that she was, and it was just it, she was reacting to something else that like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I understand that because yeah, it's on the one hand, you want to be grateful the show has basically like given you, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, notoriety and people people love it and it's good for for the community and all this stuff. But at the same time, like there are other <laughs> things going on in the world, like other projects that. People are also looking forward to, you know, having to cancel a vacation because your other vacation ran long, you know, and it's, it sounds like it sounds like uh, you know, a, a good position to be in. But, you know, when you agree to do these projects, and you agree as an artist to take on this work. It, you really you sometimes you just really love it. and You're really looking forward to it. And then you can't do it. It's just it's taken away from you, not because you weren't good enough or because you know, someone said no, but it's because like this other dream of <laughs> yeah. yours is still happening and you don't want to be ungrateful, but it's just like, uh, like you think you, you can do it all and you can't, you know, all the amount of money, all the amount of, of fame, like you still can't do it all. You can't. It's the business. Uh, they're going to the get business. you. It sucks. And I, I, you know, I feel bad that she doesn't get to do the things she really loves, but at the, on the other hand, it's just I. Plenty of people would obviously kill to be in your position, and mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't just outwardly hate it. <laughs> you know, it's complicated, but yeah, we it can you can see you know both sides of it, and I think she did a, a good job of like backtracking her <laughs> of cleaning up her mess. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she had a good PR PR people working overtime. Yeah. And I, and I also just if you just think about like what was going through her head, like I don't think that she was like, oh, my show got picked up for another season. I'm going to tell the world fuck like just 
I mean, she she had to have known that people were going to make that connection if that's what she intended for it to be. Mm. But I think that she was probably just more upset about the other thing happening that I don't know. I don't think she thought that people would make that connection of like, oh, you must be really pissed that your very successful show is going through. But I don't know. I don't think that's where her head was at. And oh, <laughs> I mean, I pissed because something else right because you couldn't do yeah. the movie yeah it's like when yeah when you're pissed at somebody but you like snap at the person you love because it's just because you can <laughs> yes that's exactly right yeah sometimes it happens what are you gonna do what's the business say <laughs> certainly is so speaking of the business you work in the business um so how long have you been doing that that's pretty neat uh, I have been I've been working in TV since like officially uh, like 2012. Okay, like, all right. So what was your first uh, gig then? Uh, I worked. So I worked as um for I started out as an intern. I did. Uh, I worked as a set intern for an Adult Swim pilot. Uh, and then a couple months later, I got hired as a writer's PA on a little show called Burn Notice. Burn um, Notice. That was in, <laughs> yeah, it, it was in its six uh, or it was six, it was starting its sixth season or it was in mid, midway through its sixth season. Uh, and one of the writers, actually a writer, he's very funny on Twitter, Aaron Fullerton, one of the, uh, he was the, I think I'm trying to remember this correctly. He was the script coordinator and then he got staffed on a show and so the writer's PA that was on it took his job and then so mid-season they were looking for a writer's PA which is where I came in nice you just slipped right in there yeah well it was like a friend I was g-chatting with a friend uh and then she overheard someone on a show she was working on talk about how the burn notice needed an assistant and it was just like I happened to be in the right place at the right time and had my resume handy to send in immediately touching uh, and then I just and then I got it and and it was great <laughs> it was it was a good it was a great foot in the door and it was a really it was a fun room a fun room so tell me about it because I always hear about different writers rooms and what they're like and uh, I've never been in one or seen anything like that so what what would it be like do you have any fun lunch games what was the lunch situation <laughs> I mean the lunch situation was mostly me fetching it for everybody <laughs> like that was <laughs> that was that was my job I I stocked the fridge I made I made coffee um, I brought people their lunches. I took lunch orders. You know, I signed for packages. I I did I did like all the housework basically, mm -hmm. which which seemed fitting considering the entire the entire room was men. It was all I think there was there was one woman writer, uh, Bridget Tyler, uh, who's very talented and yeah. very nice. Uh, but she was the only other woman aside from me, and it um. Men, men together, working together, long hours in a writer's room where everything is a safe space. You can you can really just say anything, and it gets um it gets intense. It was never it was never like <clears throat> there was it, it was never uncomfortable and it was never bad. But it's a little like Lord of the Flies, you know, when when a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of dudes get like hopped up on their own ideas and the sound of their own voices, and it just you know it's it's fun, but. Sometimes it gets a little intense. Um, yeah, I, I you know? well, yeah, well, that's like there needs to be sort of maybe more of a balance, <laughs> which I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if that is is happening, but maybe more it's happening more uh, on more shows that there's more of a balance where maybe before it was like ninety ten or worse, it's maybe you know 
hopefully better, maybe 80-20 now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard I've heard the white men complain about how <laughs> there are no jobs for them, but there's always jobs for them. Like just because it's less hard now doesn't mean it's 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 still easier than it is for everyone else. So, you know, it's like a little a little taste of 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 resistance and all of a sudden everyone's losing their minds. It's like, yeah, okay, welcome to the party. We've all been dealing with this forever. But that kind of shows that it's working, right? Or like, you know, the change is slowly seeping into seep seeping into the system. But you know, with every you know, thing that happens, it moves the needle a little bit forward. And, uh, you know, I think that's good. It's good to see uh, for the the business. And hopefully, <laughs> you know, the, the business keeps changing uh, and getting better because it's been it's, it seems like in the last like for sure a couple of years, they've been taking trying to take like big steps forward where it's like a lot of things are happening simultaneously to start changing things up with like um the the writer's strike they're dropping their managers and uh oh yeah all this other stuff there's like people um you know big time big named actors saying that they want more people of color hired and putting it in their contracts and stuff or you know like making sure that co-stars are paid the same <laughs> same yeah. amounts and stuff and you yeah. know all that stuff it like it slowly adds up to where you know hopefully uh yeah it's and it's like, can you can you imagine like you have to put in writing that you're going to treat pe- people equally? Like just the idea, <laughs> just that whole concept that it's like you, people now need to make n- need to make laws to just protect other humans who are exactly the same <laughs> as they are. And I know that, it, you know, it sounds very righteous, but it just it's so stupid. Like, it's just it's so dumb. And people complain like, well, people shouldn't get special treatment. It's like it's not. It's not special treatment. It's just trying to get the playing field equal so we can all start being treated the same. You Only know, it's like in it's, Hollywood. <laughs> it's just it's so and it's such a simple thing where it's like, no, no, no. Like, you don't understand. Like, if you actually just treated people equally, we wouldn't we wouldn't need to write extra mandates and protections like we wouldn't need to do that. But unfortunately, we can't have nice things because you're all trash. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, like well, they. <laughs> so didn't... now we need to make laws that make sure that you treat people nice. Yeah, like um the the child actors laws where it's like all the um, earnings get put into a trust, right? Uh, because of that one kid whose parents took all the money. Like, oh yeah, well that happened. Now you got to make a law so that other parents don't steal all the money. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. Yep. You would you would think that that would kind of be like common sense. Like, yeah, it's your kid, but your kid has a job and your kid is working. So your kid's making money. Your kid has made the money, not you. <laughs> yeah. Like make yourself their manager and take 10 percent. But you're not the one with the talent. So. Exactly. That's the that's the new way. <laughs> Just get, take 10 yeah. percent. Enjoy the enjoy the ride. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so, right, what do you think the internet will be like in a few years? You think we'll be all oh, we're right. worse than this? I think it's going to be so much worse. We'll just be nonstop yelling. You just turn on. You just open your phone in the morning, and it'll just start yelling at you. Pretty much. Like I, I don't know what else. I don't know how else the internet can grow aside from just becoming worse. Like we can, we can connect with anyone in the world. Great. We can look up you know, stuff in a, in a split second. Awesome. But it's also like, 
the more technology advances, like people don't even like when ads show them things like based on their searches. Do you really want more, <laughs> higher, better technology? Like it's just going to get creepier. It's going to get worse. They're going to start doing more things. Like people are like, oh, I like, want a chip in my eye. And it's like, yeah, okay. But you also like, I don't know, you... <laughs> You're hiding ads on on Instagram because they're they're too close to what you just searched for, but you also want what your phone to read your mind. Like, what do you want? Yeah, you can't have it both ways, guy with the chip in your eye. Yeah, or wherever they're putting it. Like, we it's don't just even I don't know those chips yet. <laughs> you don't just jam it in there. Like, how much more good can the internet do than it already does? Yeah, I think it, it's it can only get worse. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like it's only it's only going to start doing terminator terminator shit after this. Like it's only that's where we're going. Well, you can only hope that the next generation figures it out. <laughs> or just makes a better internet. Internet 2.0. Yeah. Kids well, we'll only <laughs> with a Z oh, backwards. A kids a kids only internet I think <laughs> would just would end the world. That would be we shouldn't have an unrestricted internet. We shouldn't. Like, there are many, many people who should never have access to an unrestricted internet. And unfortunately, a lot of them live in our country. So yeah, we have unrestricted internet, but not everybody has that. Wouldn't it be just so simpler, you know, if some of the stuff was blocked? Be like, you don't need to know about this. We're like, okay. Yeah. Like, you don't need to know where to buy organs. You don't know. You don't need it. You don't. It's not necessary. Yeah. You know, and like, it's or the you don't, you don't need there. to learn how to blow a building. You don't need to know. I don't think you need to buy recipes for that on the dark web. Like, I don't think that that should be allowed. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Call me an idealist, but <laughs> I don't I don't think that like that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, really, this is what we want free Internet for. So you can look up this stuff like this is what we need. Yeah, some part of it. Some parts of it are good. Some parts of it are questionable <laughs> most i would say a lot of it's questionable i remember when i was uh when i was up uh growing up on the on the early internet and we found the uh anarchist cookbook you ever heard that it's like oh it's like a yeah weird like manifesto and it has all like stuff how to make like bombs and and whatever and uh we we were like oh you can make like a tennis ball bomb you have to like cut off a bunch of match heads and put it inside the tennis ball <laughs> and that was like a thing we we're like oh we could maybe do that one we never did any of it but yeah Whoa. that stuff is out there man it's out there oh, yeah now you can just like look shit up on youtube and it's like why <laughs> Why is this your channel? Like, why did you decide to make this channel on the internet? How do you have 20,000 subscribers? <laughs> My God. All right, listeners, quit looking up that stuff. <laughs> It'll appear yeah. in your search history. Mm -hmm. All right, Allie, I think we have gotten to the point of the show where we ask the questions from Twitter. Awesome. So thank you to everyone who has sent in a question at FOTSPod on Twitter. Don't forget to send your question to future guests to be read on the show. First question comes to us from friend of the show, Kevin, at Llama in a Tux, not actually a llama. He asks, how many light bulbs would it take to screw on a thermos lid? How many light bulbs? How many light bulbs would it take to screw on a thermos lid? Hmm. Two, I would say. If you use the little rubbery bits... You know, but the end of the bulb, you could kind of use them like 
like uh, like grips, maybe. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Take, yeah, okay, I can see it. Yeah. So one bulb in each hand. Yeah. Push them together on the lid and then slowly turn. You probably wouldn't be able to get it too tight. I mean, well, it depends how strong the bulbs are. Ooh. You wouldn't want them to smash in your hands. No, well, yeah. See, I guess that would be, therein lies the trick. That's why he asked the question. <laughs> oh, well, he's a crafty one. Well, I think I think the answer is two. I think two is a great answer. Yeah, two seems right. Two seems right. So, uh, Kevin, let us know if it works out uh, with those two <laughs> light bulbs. Make sure they're LEDs. <laughs> All right, and the final question comes to us from Ethereal Spirit. Mave, I'm talking about at Maven of Honor on Twitter. And I this love her. being, uh, I'm not sure what realm this being is from, but uh, the the question is, oh, big fan of Allie. That's very nice. Well, I'm a big fan of hers. As you should be, and as all the listeners should be, everyone go check her out at Maven of Honor. Such cool and hilarious, fun, mystical content. I would I would say that that her genre is like it's a fantasy genre, <laughs> you know. I I also I think I've DM'd her before and just been like, you should just write text based adventures like as a game. Yes. Like I would just I just I love them. all of her tweets. They're just they make me feel so warm inside. It's her, her and uh, Ted Travelstead. They're like the two people with just they really paint a picture for you, and I enjoy them very much. And they're two of my favorites. Two of the favorites, check them out, and yeah, you gotta check out Maeve, and uh, like you said, just paints a picture, so crazy, Mm -hmm. wild fantasies, you could write a novel about every one of her tweets, it's pretty wild. All right, so the questions. First question, what was the inspiration for your mystery podcast, Deadly Manners? Oh, well, Clue. (laughs) Simple answer, uh, Clue. I wanted, I mean, there's... There's not a whole, I mean, there is a lot you can do on an audio series, but in terms of visual storytelling, it's obviously a little more difficult. So to me, a murder mystery kind of thing um, felt like it would work the best, also considering that shows like Serial and true, like those true crime things where it's kind of like putting together clues and weaving together a narrative every week. Um, I was like, that feels like, not the easiest, but it feels like the thing that'll be the most fruitful and probably the best thing for me as a writer to do. Uh, and it was it was a pretty good lesson in being concise and in really just like getting to the point of what you're describing for people because there's, you know, there's people, someone always needs to be talking because you can't see anything. So something always needs to be happening. So you just have to get to it really right away and and the buildup is hard because there's only so long that you can play music for or you know while a character's walking and you play footsteps and <laughs> stuff like that and it's like eventually you have to get back to the story yeah my um, my murder podcast is mostly just footsteps <laughs> it's just like yeah oh mm-hmm. that, the door's so far away <laughs> like 45 yeah. seconds Foot- of footsteps like ah, i forgot my keys 45 seconds yeah. of footsteps <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's and that's kind of like and when you when you write it and when you record it, it obviously is is very different. But 
you know, I think they were like 25, 25, 20 to 25 minute episodes. Yeah. And, and so Clue was, Clue was one of those things that came to mind where I said, well, this would, this would definitely work as, as an audio series. And the funny part is, is that when me and the other, some other writers tried, we sat in a room and we were like, okay, we want it to be kind of, uh, you know, an, an homage to Clue, but we don't want it to be all that similar. We don't want to take anything from it. We just want to be loosely inspired for it. And with other writers like sitting in the room, it's, it was hard to stray away from all the tropes, you know, because Clue so, so famously has a lot of things that happen in it that were you to replicate them, people would be like, oh, that's from Clue and not necessarily like, oh, that's just like a murder mystery thing. People would be like, no, no, like that's just from the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't want to do that. You don't want, you don't want that. You want to come up with your own stuff. But it was remarkable, like how the harder you try to stray away from an idea, like it just kind of loops back around the other way. Mm -hmm. So by so by straying away from one thing, like you end up pushing yourself towards like something else. And you're like, oh, that's why they made this movie the way that they did, because all of these pieces come together and make sense this way. Uh, and that's just the murder mystery genre. But yeah, it was definitely um, it was a good time. And that I was hoping that it would provide people who missed Clue or not not really anyone who's looking for a remake, but something who wanted something funny in the same vein. Uh, that was what I was hoping to provide. Very cool. So everyone can go yeah. check out that podcast, Deadly Manners. Deadly Manners, yeah. Wherever premium podcasts are found. Yeah, it had. Um, it was narrated by LeVar Burton, and it uh, it starred Kristen Bell and RuPaul uh, and Dennis O'Hare. Um, and Anna Klumsky and Tim Simons and various other very talented actors and voiceover people. Anna Klumsky, my girl herself. Hell yeah. She plays, she plays a character called Nancy and she does like, she does like the best little voice that you could do in the fifties. Like she has <laughs> one of those voices that she does in because we were just like, look, we don't really have any direction for you. Like you take this character and you make it into what you think or you feel she is and that's that was like the voice that came out of her we were like perfect that's cool <laughs> that is just perfect that's cool when uh, actors can do that or voice actors right just yeah, like, it's cool when people are just really good at their jobs <laughs> check her out in my girl if you haven't seen it <laughs> or veep or veep more recently Oh, God, yeah. And also on the podcast, Deadly Manners. Did we mention? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. But we can mention it again for sure. All right. So we got a couple more questions from the delightful Maeve. And the next question is, what is the best thing about writing for TV? Oh, man. Um, the best thing for me is probably because uh, I used to be a creative writing major. And I think not having to do all the fluff is is my favorite part like being able to just write on a page like this is what you're seeing and this is what these people are saying next you know and not having to butter it up with flowery language or try to be you know overly clever in narration and stuff like that which was what i always felt like in fiction was a talent i just didn't have like i just don't i don't know i always felt like me trying to write <sighs> 
flowery language is like, I just, I opened a thesaurus and I'm just using all the nice, cool sounding words I can find. Like it never, it never flowed out of me naturally the way that it does with other writers that I know, like two of my very good friends. Um, one of them is on Twitter, Amy Silverberg. She's a comedian. Uh, we went to grad school together, but she's a very talented fiction writer. And she just, she just comes up with this language and these stories and you just read it like, I, I, it's like it makes my eyes tear. I'm just like that's so beautifully written. Like how do you just get those sentences to come out of you like that? And then meanwhile, I'm over there like page 42 of a script. Like he leaves the room. He comes <laughs> back to the room with a knife in his hand, and then dialogue. Like that's just that's what I like. That's what works for me. 45 seconds of footsteps. <laughs> yeah, exunt. <laughs> right so i guess in you were saying in like tv writing yeah being straight to the point uh succinct getting all of what you need to convey out is uh more important than in fiction writing yeah. or more flowery language style writing or prose hmm, that's really also interesting. in scripts like you don't you don't have time like every page is a minute of time and like you only get half an hour you get an hour so it's like you'd have to tell your story in the time that you are allotted so yeah. it's like you don't have time to like talk about how the sand felt beneath the feet like you just have time to describe what they're wearing how old they are and what they're saying like that's it <laughs> move then, on to the next scene in a quick 45 second walk to the door <laughs> 45 <laughs> seconds of footsteps then get out <laughs> great all right great answer and that brings us to the final question. Thanks again to all the people who send questions at FOTS Pod. Be sure to follow and send your questions to the future cast. And the final question from Maeve is least favorite ice cream flavor. Least favorite? Well, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of ice cream mainly because uh dairy like liquid dairy just makes me want to die forever. I I have a complicated relationship with liquid dairy. However, I will say that I think that any ice cream with fruit and nuts in it is just, it's a no-go. Like fruits, nuts, bananas, that's just, that's all no. Like my, my dad, I don't know if this is a dad thing or it's just my dad, but my dad always bought the most disgusting ice cream flavors, (laughs) like Bananas foster, and sorry if anyone likes it. I just, ugh, like black cherry something. And Gross. I just, I don't, I don't like it. Don't put nuts and fruit in ice cream. Like put brownies and cookies yes. and all the stuff that belongs in ice cream because it's ice cream and not fucking salad. Great answer. Yeah, I think I am. My dad did have an issue with buying good ice cream. He would buy Neapolitan and no one likes the strawberry part i mean like no one ate that why would you buy that no one eats it just get a chocolate or get a (laughs) vanilla right like that's what i never and it's like did the was the chocolate and vanilla different in the neop was it like italian style like what was it about that or was it just like a, a, a money saving thing like you don't have to buy two separate kinds of ice cream you can just buy the one yeah but nobody, yeah, it's, it's so weird. Anyways, yeah, I agree with you. No nuts, no like fruit pieces. Get out of here. That's it's not gelato. However, I will I will add that although I never had an affinity for Neapolitan ice cream, Neapolitan milkshakes, which I know is basically the same thing, but the ones like from In and Out, 
uh, those I got when I still ate sugar. Those are the ones that I got every time. You mix them all together and you put them in the cup. <laughs> and you slam it in your face. I mean, why not? When you still ate sugar, are you telling me you're sugar-free? Yeah, yeah. I'm an annoying keto person, which I don't. Oh. I definitely don't have to talk about. But <laughs> I've been on it for like a year now. And I just had a sugar problem. It runs in my family. We have a bad, bad addiction to sugar. And it was. it got to the point where I was eating so much candy that I was like, I think I'm just going to die. Like, I might actually <laughs> just die. Uh, and my sugar was really high, and I and I just decided before my 30th birthday last year, I was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And it worked. It worked for me. I stopped, like, I basically stopped in a, my addiction to sugar by stopping eating sugar. Wow. And it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody. It's not it's not like a simple answer. Like it was a lot of hard work and it still is occasionally, but I'm much happier and it it's a system that worked for me. Um, and so if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, you know, try something else that makes you happy. But I'm not, you know, I I talk about it and and I I think it it it. When something works for you and it makes you feel so good, like your natural inclination is to share it with people, is to be like, oh, like you were looking for a way to do this. Well, like I lost 35 pounds just by doing this. And mm-hmm. it's, and it, so- it always sounds easy when someone tells it to you and the work itself isn't easy, but it becomes easier, obviously, as it goes on. And now I just, I feel like I have complete, what I wanted was control. And now I feel like I have control over the things that I eat. And put into my body. And I'll still put garbage in there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I cheat a lot more because I'm not actively trying to lose weight. I'm just sort of maintaining. But now I'm like, okay, now I'm in the fun stage where I can eat ramen or I can eat, you know, and I can, I can have a milkshake because I haven't been having them every day leading yeah. up to this. <laughs> that's great. So, and that's like, that's always the part that I, that I wanted to be at. And so now that I'm, now I'm here and I, I just, I feel better. So good. Yeah. And like you're saying, if it works for you, you, yeah, do it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of sugar and, uh, it was like, I, I did this detox thing. It was like 12 days, but it was pretty tough, pretty tough little 12 days to not do it. But then once it ends, did I, do I boomerang back and start eating like, uh, five cookies <laughs> every night? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like it comes back it the urge like once you eat once you stop eating sugar and you kind of lose your your inclination for it mm-hmm. and then you start eating it again it's almost instant like it's like receptors light up in your brain and i think they did a study where they had they had given mice cocaine and they'd given mice sugar and after i think after a while 94% of the mice would choose the sugar over the cocaine and it's like, man, that should probably tell you something about like how powerful sugar can be um, over your brain. But it's like it's like casino lights light up as soon, and I can feel it in my body where it it I don't want it as much as I used to, and it doesn't feel as rewarding. Like the thing I will say about keto is that it really took the joy out of junk food. Like when they tell you you stop wanting sugar after you stop eating, like they're not really kidding. Like you really don't. And so the idea of snacking becomes like, well, I don't really want to do that. Like I don't want to just mindlessly eat. And it really changes the way that you think and it rewires your brain a little bit. But, you know, every so often you cave and then you give in and you can you feel yourself almost snapping back right where you were. And it's kind of scary if 
especially if you're someone like me, that's like, I never want to get to that point again where like I'm sleeping till noon just because my, my blood is sludge from sugar, you know? (laughs) All right. So least favorite ice cream flavor was kinds with fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Short answer to your question. So Allie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so much fun. Great talking to you. I was all those days ago, I was so excited when you followed me. I was like, oh, that's like a real OG Twitter person. I've seen that Aww. that handle around. Yeah, I was very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, and you got great tweets. So everyone should be following uh, at Allegarchy. And again, congrats on the handle <laughs> and the brand. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the podcast. And now I will play that sweet, sweet theme and we can say our goodbyes. Yeah. So thank you and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, Stephen. And uh, I'll see you online. Twitter. <laughs> All right. See you there, man. Twitter.com forward slash oligarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Your main site. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Allie. Do follow at Allegarchy on Twitter and other social media for more fun just like that. I follow at FOTSPod on Twitter, and I recommend it to all my listeners. Now with more tweets! My account, you ask? Oh, why, it's at SkinnerSteven, of course. You weren't following? And if you want more uh, friends of the show, and who wouldn't, (laughs) head over to www.stevenwskinner.com for all the old episodes, or check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks to Ruby Coast for the music. Thanks to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so much for listening. Send me a message. I am Stephen W. Skinner, wishing you a great one. <laughs> <laughs>